Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Plus minus. Curry, wait after. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, you're kidding me. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to, we'll call this the weekly edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Tim Kawakami is with me. There may be a Marcus Thompson sighting. Um, I am in Denver, just watched the end of a 1-2 and two road trip that felt like it should have been 2-1 and one with a win in Minnesota. This was the game you always thought was going to be difficult uh, for them to hang in. No Draymond, who was trying to play, but couldn't because of calf tightness. No Clay because of a back-to-back. Uh, and no win. I mean, you know, Denver's just a little too good. I didn't think there was anything substantial from this game, nearly like the night before in Minnesota. Of Like, man, you know, they screwed up in Minnesota. They just lost obviously shorthanded tonight. Yeah, they had no answer for Jokic, but, like, who does? You know what I mean? Right? Draymond is their answer for Jokic. It is in every game, but, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask Looney on a back-to-back. It's a lot to ask everyone else in having to guard cutters without Draymond to kind of be running the show back there, and they were leaving three-point shooters. But, you know, if they didn't leave them, there, there was going to be – Jokic was going to dice them up in layups. So, uh, they, they weren't – they didn't have the personnel for this on a back-to-back. They didn't look great, but they looked good for a half, right? I mean, you know, at some point, like, that, that is a – that was a good half, and then the second half was horrendous. And you know they took some tired shots, and they 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 didn't play great. You know they didn't they didn't play great defense at any point in this game. But um, you, you know you thought they might get some run for the younger players, and they kind of did. Um, I mean we can evaluate how that went, but it just was this was a schedule loss. It's been mentioned before. They just further accentuates how big and how messed up they were to lose that last game in Minnesota. That's the one they should have won, been 2-1 on this road trip. Things would have been feeling a little bit better. Now, you know, they could win three in a row when they get back home, and it'll it'll feel better then. But right now, it's, you know, it's feeling like they're just kind of paddling in place, if not maybe losing a little ground over the last week or so. And uh, it's a long season, but it's getting shorter every day. Yeah, you know, what – it's 26 and 26 would make would put it at 52 games. So that means there's 30 left. I mean, 30 is not that many. Nope. Um, six before the all-star break, 24 after. Um, yeah, you mentioned the young guys. I mean, you know, that's a marathon of run for Moses and Moody and James Wiseman, you know, oh, yeah. com- considering what we've seen. So uh, maybe we'll go like smaller picture. What did you think of them tonight? Um yeah, we'll just start there. Yeah, you know, I thought Wiseman was okay, but mostly because he well, he didn't do much, which is a step up from some of the you know most of his times he's played for the Warriors, where he's been a negative, negative, negative. 
throwing up bad shots, turning the ball over, you know, drawing a bunch of fouls. And he did okay. I think he was more under control. He wasn't trying to do everything at once, which sometimes you see young players do when they haven't played in a while. Um, you know, looked like he got open a couple of times on those rolls and they weren't passing it to him. That was a little strange. But, you know, they, they're not used to playing with him. You kind of understand that. I don't they think always he... miss him. They've always missed him. Yeah, like I... DiVincenzo, for some reason, is the only guy that can find him. Look for Wiseman. He's cutting. He's big. Uh, but and I don't think he was great. And, you know, Jokic went right at him a couple of times when he had to guard him. Uh, you know, maybe he was a better effort out there than Jamichael Green against Jokic. Maybe not. I mean, whatever. But I don't think it's anything that Steve Kerr's going to go, oh, my God, I got to play this guy now. This guy, I got to move up in the rotation. I don't think that happened. Um, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, a step. And, and he got those minutes and he wasn't terrible. And, you know, you could see some things in him. Moody, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't see him moving anymore, Slater. Does he, he just doesn't seem to move. Uh, he's never been an electric player. But we've talked about it a million times. Kurt trusted him last season. He hit shots last season. He was hitting shots a little bit this season. And now he just seems like he's stuck in mud. Maybe that's lack of confidence. Maybe he doesn't quite know what the coaching staff wants out of him. I don't know. But did he play tonight? I don't know. What did he do? He play, probably played, what, 14 minutes or whatever it was, eight minutes? Well, I don't even know what it was. Most of the fourth quarter. He went, from, he went from not playing at all to suddenly he was closing in the first half. Um, and then, you know, he got some pretty important, you know, start of the fourth quarter minutes. Um, so I would say – they could really use – I mean, not that they're going to do this, but they could really use Moody when Wiggins is having a down night and he's out of a bunch of them since he's been back. And, he had, I mean, he was not good tonight. Yeah, I think at one point he was 2 of 12. It was 0 for 7 at the rim. I mean, it was unbelievable. Man, they need him to and, find himself. Yep. And, um, you know, they need him defensively to guard – you know, you got you put Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and all the guys that Denver can put out there. Shooting and, and penetrating, and you need Andrew. I mean, otherwise you got pool garden with Michael Porter Jr. a couple times. Uh, that's a little scary. I don't think he was bad at it, but that's scary for them. They need Wiggins out there, and he cannot help them if he's going to shoot two for twelve. That 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 was, and it wasn't a forced two for twelve. It was like two for twelve with really good shots, and he just was clanking them all over the place. Yeah, um, I just. I wanted to go back to Moody. You know, I think the you know, thing you mentioned, a defensive foot speed, lateral quickness, that's just been the thing that I what hasn't been there this year uh, and just might not be. Like, that might just be a flaw um, that he either needs to kind of, like, a athletically correct as much as possible or it's just going to hold him back from being the true, like, 3 and D difference maker that you thought he could be from a rotation perspective. The offense, I actually think – you know, obviously tonight it wasn't used. Sometimes he just he's very low usage when he's out there with the Warriors. But when he goes down to the G League, he's like scoring fifteen and a half, basically. Uh, I really believe in his shot. Um, you know, sometimes when he gets to the rim, obviously he struggles to finish over length. He tries to sneak layups and he falls down a lot. Um, but I really think the thing that's holding him back on this team is that they need point of attack defense. He profiled, we thought maybe as helpful in that area, him and Divincenzo. And you can see the difference. Steven Chenzo is really quick, you know, bouncy, can stay with guards, quick hands. Moody, I think, has some of the smarts, but he's just, he, you know, if a guy takes one step this way, he's jumping this way because, you know, he's just not as quick laterally. I think that's the major problem. Yep. MT, you there? I see a Marcus Thompson okay. face. Uh, maybe it's a, it's a contraband, Marcus Thompson. I'll, I'll go here. 
I'll just say they, they could really use a backup three. Now, Clay basically is it when he's playing, but not really. Almost like a three. He's four the starting three like, at this point because Wiggins is yeah, starting. Yeah, he's starting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they could really use another three. They could use a strong defensive three who can make some buckets, but most two, right? Like a bigger yeah, yeah. three, six foot seven, six eight. You know, play with some length and maybe even you know play some four minutes uh, when they go small. They just need another Wiggins because they're not getting it from Wiggins, and they don't have it. I mean, defensive can give them. You know, kind of masquerading because he's a two, but he can go guard some three sometimes, but it's tough for him. And, you know, it, th- that's the thing they need. You know, Kaminga gives them some other stuff and he's interesting at it, but not, he's not just that wing. Just throw the wing out there, go guard somebody and make an outside shot, you know, and, and not have to get the ball in your hands and moving around. You know, uh, Alex Caruso, I've mentioned a million times, man, that is so, that kind of player. I know there's other players that have been discussed with them. We can talk about them later. From uh, my understanding but, on Caruso, it's like Chicago just doesn't really want to trade yeah. him. I mean, maybe yeah. if you blow I, them over you with need an two, offer. You need two first-round picks for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's valuable. There's no question. He's valuable. I just, that's, and that's they still insane, like trying to win. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's advisable, but they just they kind of are, right? They're committed to this Vucevic, DeRozan. <laughs> you know, that's the problem in the league right now. A lot of these teams just they want to win. Yep, and, and do I, they I, really though? If they're committing to the eleven seed, <laughs> I mean, I know what you're saying, but I just mean like it's just hard to pry these guys away. And maybe prices just drop big time come Tuesday uh, before the Thursday deadline. But Caruso is not a guy whose price I think is. Yeah, I meant mostly guy. mentioning Caruso now is that 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 type. Like if you just had to say a player who I think they would need that kind of player. There's not a lot of them, and and maybe there's not a lot of them. You know, even, you know, far fewer of them actually available. I'm just saying that that's a player who they could instead of you know on a night when Wiggins is shooting two for twelve, you close with him, uh, and maybe you close with him over Pool or you close with him over Looney, and you know they could just use somebody you know, like GP two again another name we've thrown out a million times, but like he did, you know, you just another guy out there if someone else is off or you need to shut somebody's water down. You just throw out another wing, and they don't have Iguodala, you know, in some dreams he could do it, but I don't. Obviously, I don't think you can count on him for anything. They just don't have that. But that three, oh, you know, versatile defensive three who can guard twos, threes, and maybe some fours, and make a shot or two. This is really what's lacking on this team, I think. Yeah, and that sounds like Amiga. I mean, I mean it could be not that guy. Different. He's different. Like yeah, he's different. He's he's kind of a. But if he can guard twos, threes, and fours, like does it? I mean, the difference is like going the ability to go get a shot, right? Like instead of creating yeah. a shot, but the way he's shooting it, and you know, it feels no, like he's gonna be the closest they can get to that. I agree. Just, he's not a good team defensive player. I mean, it just shows up in the stats every single time. He's good on the ball, but man, you look at every time they get beat when he's out there. And I'm, you know me, I'm a Kaminga guy, but we'll see minus twenty. Great game where minus twenty three tonight. Um, I still think they got to play him, and they are going to play him. He's just more like exotic. He's just like a different piece. That that's what makes him valuable. And you, but he's so unique. He isn't that guy. You just plug in. I need these minutes right here. Twenty two minutes right here. This is what we got. That's not so much Kaminga right now. He he might he has a higher ceiling than any of these guys we're talking about, but I don't know if he's that right now. But he obviously lengthens out the rotation. I mean, they got to play him. He's he does stuff. He, he gets them buckets that they just can't get. Great first quarter by him tonight. Yeah, 
I, don't, I think the bigger Marcus, problem they have yeah. is offense. Like, I mean, they're not a great defensive team, and I just don't think one piece will make them a great defensive team. But their their big problem is they just go in these incredible droughts. They have these awful quarters, and like they take themselves out of the game. So, like, they're a better defensive team when they're when they're making shots. And obviously, you know, most teams full of young players play better defense when they're making shots. But also, there's just a lot of pressure on the other team to score when the Warriors are getting buckets. And you saw that tonight with Denver. They're going to score. So now you got to come back down to score. You end up taking bad shots. And once they go on these droughts where they just can't score or they're just chucking threes and they're off, like, they just don't have a chance because they're not a, they're not going to ever lock down like those days are done in a regular season. So they at least should be a team that's, lo- you know, losing 130 to 134. Or, like, like those shots that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are getting, like, they're just – there are no pressure on these shots at all, none, because the, the Warriors' offense just are, isn't putting that kind of pressure, unless they're making a bunch of threes, but that would feel like a trap. Yeah, they weren't – we saw that against uh, – Minnesota, like you know, then they have that quarter where they just can't score. The three stop falling. They just have no other way to create offense. And if Steph's not playing well, which he hasn't been, then they're done. And to me, they could solve a lot of their problems if they just got a more efficient, more productive offense. Uh, figure out a way. And a big part of that is like they're they're just getting nothing from Wiggins, but and, and like. Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole, as long as they just keep chucking threes, I just I just don't think that's good offense. Uh, and to me, that's the fixable part. A better offense helps their defense. And they, they just don't play great offense, especially the second half of games. Yeah, I don't think yeah, Poole's not the, having the part, season yeah. that they would hope. Uh, I would just say Poole's not having the season that they would have hoped. And, I mean, look, they, they – put him in the starting lineup in part to just try to see if that would just inject life into his season. And it's not, he's not having a horrific season, but it's just not what they needed, particularly now that they're really featuring him. So that's happening. Then we all know what happened with Wiggins. You know, he was having an all-star season probably early. And now it's just, that's not only derailed him, but I think it's kind of derailed them in some ways. I mean, that's still up to both your points. If they're going to start pool and not start Looney, they better score 130, right? I mean, yeah. you're playing to that. You are guaranteeing that there's going to be some offenses that you can't handle defensively. You just can't with that personnel. So you better score. You absolutely better score. And they run into that that one quarter, that half of fourth quarter, that, half, that three quarters of the third quarter, where they just kind of can't get the ball. And this is their starters, right? This is not the second unit anymore. Their starters are getting whomped. I mean, they got destroyed tonight. Most, you know, whoever played against Jokic, again, you understand that. But then you got to score. You got, you know, you, you got to go score on Jokic then. And if, again, yeah, Steph that, just stopped. Like, he just stopped. Yeah, he was, was getting to like, the rim every time. He just stopped. What was, what was that, like, 37-footer he just pulled up and took? I Like, there's some things that are mystifying out there. I think some of it might be he's tired. But if he's tired, then he shouldn't play. Like, you know, this is a back-to-back. You don't need to be if, – if you if your legs aren't there – and I don't think his legs were there last, last night, right? He was short on all those shots. 
Then, yeah, I think his legs are there and the game starts. Yep, yep. <laughs> Feels good. And then, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you take that, you take that, you settle for a 37-footer when the game's well within reach and you miss it badly, then don't do it anymore. And then he took another couple quick ones. I, I don't know quite what's going on there. He just doesn't trust that he's going to get the ball back. He doesn't feel the flow. Uh, but I also think, you know, I think his defense has been fine. has been fine for a while, but I, he was getting taken advantage in this game. I think he was getting a little mad. Like they were going at him. Like they were physically going at him. Uh, and he came off his guy. I mean, call, it was Contavious Caldwell Pope. I, I, I've underestimated that. He's very good right now. He was lighting stuff up. And I don't think stuff like that. And that's great. It's competitive. And he was going to go fired in his face from 35. And it didn't work. But this is not the only time he's done this where he's just settled. So I, I think I'm going to credit some of that just being tired. You know, he's missed a lot of games. It's not like he's had this incredible marathon of a season. But he was saying post game how good he felt, which was surprising to me. But he was like saying, I felt great this morning. I wanted to play. They said all the data looked good. Like, you know, he and he was saying he wants to, you know, he's in, he thinks that he can have a six game sprint to the all star break. He sees the all star break coming up. So uh, I would agree that, uh, you know, definitely in Minnesota. He looked fatigued in the fourth quarter, but he's saying he feels really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of load. I mean, he's got a load on him. He's carrying a lot of, a lot of stuff. He's thirty-four years old. You know, at some point, it's gonna, you know, these things pile up. It doesn't mean he's gonna look like this every single game. I would just say this was not a good way to prove that you should play back-to-backs. It wasn't. Um, he probably, you know, I, I question why he played tonight. You know, I, I just don't think they were gonna win that game for a while. It looked like they might. If you're not going to win that game, give Steph a breather so it doesn't come back to get him in five games, in 15 games, in 20 games. You know, just buy some time for him. And they kept playing. They put him back in the fourth quarter, and I questioned that. Um, but he caught, obviously want to play Steph. He, he's earned the right to say to have a lot of say in this. But then don't do what he did. You know, don't just start jacking and throwing the ball. I mean, but this is Steph, though. Like, it's uh, no right. I mean, he deserves it. No yeah. question. I mean, but no, but I'm saying, like, this is what Steph does. Like, he has these stretches where he does this. But yeah. I don't think that's any different from how Steph can be sometimes. I mean, remember last year, for the first three months, he could barely make a shot. He was chucking yep. them things, right? Like, he yep. turns it over. He has stretches where he, you know, he doesn't take good, good shots. And the, the problem is they just don't have the wherewithal to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right, there's no like, all right, Wiggins, you got this. Well, well, or it's all right, we shut him down, you know. On yeah, the yeah, defensively, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't happen anymore. He's not 27 anymore, you know, and he's great. I'm not saying he's not great. He's incredible. He's still great, uh, but maybe like some of this is should be accounted by being 34 years old. You know, it just is, and it's you know towards the you know the middle of a of a, of a hard season. And he could probably turn it on and be great for the next 30 games into the playoffs. I'm sure he'll be great for a lot of those. But I just thought it was like, if you're going to argue your way into the game, I mean, I assume that's part of what it was. Is I, I think they felt a little bit burned by all the heat they took the last time he sat and Draymond. And that's okay. I understand the pride. But then don't jack up those 35-footers and throw weird, turn, you know, weird passes in the fourth quarter that make you look like you're tired. Even if you weren't tired, you look like you were tired. Marcus, what do you think of uh, Wiseman and, to a lesser degree, Moody tonight? Uh, I, th- I mean, I thought Wiseman was impactful. It was weird to me that, uh, you know, obviously Jokic is weird, but, man, they just give him so many soft fouls. 
<laughs> like touch fouls. Like I feel like if, if I'm Wiseman, like he gonna he gonna feel me, and that's that's just not Wiseman. But I thought I thought he was solid his first stint. Uh, like like you can get to him a little bit, like you saw when Bruce Brown, uh, you know, gave him a little okie doke and got the layup. Like to me, I just feel like he just got to put those to the glass, but he just. He's not quite there yet, but I don't. I don't think he hurts the team in the way he used to. Uh, I thought it was better when those were not Steph minutes <laughs> than yes. putting yes. them out there with Steph. <laughs> I thought that was a bit. I thought they and got a little bit desperate at that point. Zeke Naji, mostly against Zeke Naji, yeah. which is you know yep. if they did if they did if they do decide they do want to try him in the rotation, which who knows if they'll ever do that again. But if they do. It's non-Steph. It's against backup centers. I think he can live that way, and I think he even showed that before he sprained his ankle. Right there was like a six-game stretch or something that he was okay in those minutes. I was a bit surprised he put him in there with Steph. <laughs> yeah, well, I think <laughs> against Jokic. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I think Steph might have been surprised about that too. By the way, but I think they got scrambled in the minutes, and it just kind of was one of those things where it just fell out that way. Here, you know, I, I've been critical of Wiseman this season I, and uh, and you know you just look at the numbers they've not been good he's in his third season but uh, the, the point is is he going to be worse than what they're getting from Jermichael Green <laughs> I mean that's you know uh, they're not getting a lot from Jermichael Green obviously he went through that that tough stretch of being sick and injury and, and all those things but I do get the fans point when they're saying well what are they getting here and and we've seen Jermichael Green have a good game or two but Again tonight, you know, kind of nothing, throwing the ball away weirdly. You know, obviously wasn't effective against Jokic. Again, who is? But um, I don't know. I mean, I would. I understand playing Jermichael Green, and I probably would continue to play Jermichael Green, but I would look at Wiseman maybe for some of those minutes. Not all those minutes, but um, Jermichael Green is not exactly showing you that uh, you got to play him. He is not showing that. He hasn't showed it all season. I mean, there was a couple games where he looked like, all right, maybe he figured it out. But I, I wonder how much of this is Denver just tough. Like, I was surprised he didn't play against Minnesota. Yeah. Like, that was that was surprising to me. They went eight deep. To me, I just think like this was a schedule loss. Like, they were they were probably going to lose this game no matter what. <laughs> so I'm not putting that much stock in it. But it, it, it to me. The value of it was like Steve didn't go eight deep. I just don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that with this thing. You can't play seven and a half players, right? You got to get those guys in. You got to run them in. Uh, and that that's what happened. You know, they played, what, two good quarters <laughs> against against the best team in the West? I, I'm not overreacting by it. But, yeah, I, I, th- I, I do feel you. Think- Just give Wiseman those minutes. Like, what are you losing, actually? Yeah. Their, their problem right now is when they're actually fully healthy, they're starting small. Looney's the backup center. And, I mean, you saw it in Minnesota, like, Lamb was the ninth man. And Lamb only played in the first half. They went eight in the second half. But it's like, you know, you might – like, right now, if everybody is available Saturday night against the Mavericks, they might not play Green or – like, Jermichael Green or James Wiseman. So, but, I, I mean, you know what, what I will say is – One I'm, weird I'm, thing, one might – and you might ask her about this uh, – like, why do you play Steph and then save Anthony Lamb? I mean, I know he's got he's got the the two way games, but like, so why not save Steph too? He's certainly more important than his minutes of Anthony. I don't get that. I don't he, quite understand. I, that. I didn't ask directly, but my sense just 
chatting with people even pregame. They wanted to get Wiseman and even Jamichael Green some looks. Like they were going to play over Lamb just to like it, – it felt like a game that – you know, and they thought they Steph was going to sit. Honestly, I was talking yeah. to plenty of people yeah. that the expectation was he was going to. Like this was always the game that you were going to see Wiseman. Right? They needed to kind of like, you know, shake off his cobwebs. He hasn't played in an NBA game in however long. So I just think that they planned to sit Lamb for that one because it was like, hey, let's play those guys and let's save one of his two way games. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we could look at a big picture, you know, when you talk about who whose rotation spot can be improved it's lamb i mean kurt even took him out of the rotation with eight men in minnesota second half they're not going to go eight men you know that that's just not sustainable that's the guy we're talking about right i mean that's maybe it's the jamichael green minutes if you're not going to weisman but i think what i'm talking about is the anthony lamb and, and it's been a while since he's shot the ball real well uh he's does some smart things, but he also is makes not a physical. lot of mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes. He's not NBA physical player. He's not. Uh, and if they got an active player in that rotation spot, a guy who can run up and down the court, can defend, you know, really defend good perimeter players and make a shot, I think it would benefit a lot. I think if you just like, what's, I don't like saying, okay, just add a rotation player, and I'm not saying who should come out. The person I'm saying you should come out if you're going to get better is Anthony Lamb. I don't think there's a question about it. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Jared Vanderbilt is an interesting name. Yeah, he's, better, like, he's better than Anthony Lamb. He's better than Anthony Lamb. There's no, I don't. Yeah, and he's on a reasonable contract. What is he? Six nine, super yeah. athlete. Yeah, like rebound, great, rebound. great wingspan. Yeah, rebound, definitely offensively rebound. challenged, but he, he, he not he can terrible cause problems. Not terrible, can but can he shoot? Can occasionally hit shoot. a three. Yeah, he's he's rebound. I, I definitely like I definitely like McDaniel's more than him from that team. <laughs> I get, I get all no, those guys confused. They have such. So no, remember McDaniels. he was on Minnesota. He was on yeah. Minnesota Vanderbilt yeah. when they had Vanderbilt and McDaniel. Yeah, 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 yeah. McDaniels. yeah well, the, that McDaniel's isn't available. Maybe the Charlotte. Yeah, that's those are the guys I get mixed up because they have Jalen and Jaden McDaniel's. Is that what it is? Yeah, I get, I get yeah. Mixed up yeah. And they have somewhat similar games, I believe. But any any active wing. Who can you know be just involved in the play? Who can battle for the play? I really again, I keep going over this. I don't know if it's available. I don't know what they have to trade. I mean, I keep going back over this too. It's like they don't, have, they can't trade a first round pick until twenty twenty six. So th- that's usually what you trade to get a player right now. So I, I don't know. They can't even trade a second round pick. So they're in a little limited there, but they do have some young players and who, who other teams might like. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what Wiseman or Moody or Patrick Baldwin could get you. Maybe not a lot. I, I think teams would be somewhat interested in them. I think you could move them for something. I agree, but my understanding is to this point, anything that has been offered is like complete they're not, low yeah, ball. They're not like, with them. Low ball. Like, hey, you know, like if you want, we'll take them if you're, if you're offering If you're giving them away, yeah. 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 And, yeah, so, and maybe that changes next week. Honestly, you get closer to the buzzer and something pops up. But to this point, I don't think that anything close is materialized. 
I would agree. And no, nothing, certainly nothing like we're talking about, like a difference-making rotation player. They might have to, like, get someone who might be a rotation player, might not, who knows. Uh, and, you know, we'd all shrug because, like, oh, that's all you got? So I get that. And, well, you know, what would it take to get Sadiq Bay? What's the word? I feel like Detroit is so, like, overprotective of their players, like Bogdanovich. Like, maybe if you throw three first-rounders, we oh, think about goodness. it. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, Alec Burks is like ungettable <laughs> right now. It's like I don't know. So like Sadiq Bay was a good draft pick by the Pistons. I'd be surprised if they'd be so willing to give him up. Um, He'd help the so, Warriors. He'd help the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like if he's gettable for sure. But I just I don't know. I mean, would you give up one of your first round picks to get him? I wouldn't give up Kabiga. But you basically be swapping first round picks. If you swap Moody <laughs> for Bay, I think that I think that could help. Like, but you'd have, have, sure. have to add something to that, right? Yeah, you have yeah, to give yeah. like un- unprotected, you know, or, or lightly protected twenty twenty six is what you'd have to do. It'd be something like that. You could probably do lottery protected. You wouldn't I could, have to. Would yeah, you? Yeah. All right, all right. This is tough. Would you do Moody and PBJ for Sadiq? Ask him this one. This is this is the one. That's what that's all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might hesitate on that one. You heard me hesitate on that one. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, what's Sadiq Bay's uh, contractual situation? Like, if, if they had him for like, I mean, he's on a rookie deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd think about it. I'd think about it. The the reason I say that is because you know if we look at PBJ, his immediate value will be a shooter, and we know Sadiq Bay can shoot. Yep. So that's that's what makes it interesting. Sadiq Bay's weirdly having like a not great shooting season, but he has had very good shooting seasons in his past. So. I saw him shoot without even looking at the rim and win a game from three point too. So you did? Uh, yes, I saw. Was there? I think I was there for that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, thirty four. Thirty four is not that good. Not great. Not, yeah. As a bad. rookie, he was lights out. He's like thirty eight percent. Something like he's not a miss. Bad. Yeah, he's not a bad player. He's not a bad player, and he's long and. Like again, the player that he just plop right in there and go play threes and fours and and, and make a bucket. Um, and you know, you know who likes him? You know who likes Sadiq Bay? The Warriors. Joe like him. Oh, really? Joe like him. Interesting. I, and I know this because remember when I uh, flew with I the Eric that, Pascal flight? The Eric Pascal, they were talking about Villanova players, and Joe was like, "That's Sadiq Bay." He was raving about Sadiq Bay. <laughs> I love him. They love him. They love they Villanova players. Get yourself aggregated on that one. <laughs> I knew this was going to be on that flight. That flight. It, it was that flight. Yeah, that flight still keeps producing. I mean, it was what? It was like three years ago, but you know, who knows? But as a prospect, he liked him. He was like, yeah, man, I like that Sadiq Bay guy. And uh, Pascal was giving him the report, telling him how good he was. Yeah, they can bring Pascal flight. back. They can get a Villanova he, guy. Just bring Pascal back. He's so, what? what is. Why not just. Like, we've been talking about, like, a trade is probably not likely. They probably pick up a buyout guy. But what, can't they do – when does 10-day contract start? If I, if I remember correctly, that was, like, started. January, Yeah, right? you could start. Yeah, so why not just, like, go give, like, somebody a 10-day? Because – Like a Marquise Chris or something. I think – well, Mar- I mean, Mar- Marquise Chris has had some pretty bad injuries. I don't know exactly. You know, he's not well, even playing. Is, yeah, yeah. You would, what you would do is go get who you think is the best G League fit. Um, and sure they could do that, but the truth is like, you know, I know I, I would gather the front office's belief is that you could go do that. Steve Kerr's not putting him in there. Like he, he's not pl- suddenly plugging the, that 
player X who's on a 10-day and available for anybody to sign right now. I'm, I'm just saying he, pl- he plugged in Gary Payton. <laughs> He's playing yeah, Tyjero. Remember no, how you. long it took him? Yeah, to it took a while. Yeah, it did. It did. He was he was riding with Wanamaker. I do remember that. What about Quindary oh, yeah. Witherspoon? So, That's who MT wants back. What happened to him? I was more I thinking of think big though. It's a chance to take a flyer on a big. Well, at this point, I mean, you know, you a couple weeks ago, I got I could have got that argument when when Jermichael Green was out, Wiseman's out, you know, Kaminga was out, but right now. If you brought a G League big in and played him over Wiseman and Jamichael Green, I mean, I mean, you playing a G League small over Wiseman? <laughs> hey, no, you're right. You're playing a soon-to-be rostered player. Oh, right, yeah, my fault. My fault. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you right. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. If they, if they could take a flyer of somebody, I mean, I guess you could just wait for the buyout market. When does Bielitsa season end overseas? Oh, no. March. <laughs> Andrew Bogut. March, baby. <laughs> who knew that Bielitsa would be like they'd be pining for the next Bielitsa could we possibly replace Bielitsa uh, yeah, Bielitsa would have had uh, Jokic in jail tonight <laughs> Bielitsa would have played 35 minutes tonight. he would have he would have he would have played 35 minutes unbelievable Jokic can't solve oh god yeah, listen, they, they are a little stuck here they know the plan didn't work you know that there was to draft these guys the lottery picks, and they either were going to take great rotation spots or they're going to be able to trade them. And then the trade them was way secondary to their thinking. But, you know, value. You'd have value. You're taking these guys because you, these are the value, the high-ceiling value picks, and it just hasn't worked out. One of, Only one of them has been any good. And I don't know that you can trade the other two. There's, you certainly can't trade them for va- the value that you spent on them. You can't even trade them for close. And, and that's messed them up. That's messed up the entire, you know, lineup this season and it hasn't messed up the season because they're still in striking distance we know we know they could get into the five six seed possibly but they could also be 11 right i mean this is all there so the the young guys not developing and i don't even think it's the plan that's screwed up it's the fact that the players haven't been good enough and and the development program or whatever is going on here well i think that's the plan though like you planning on six young guys playing well that's yep. a that's a risky yep. plan. Yep, you're right. I, I mean, mean, if you look at this Denver team, where are the young guys at? Bones Island couldn't even get in the game tonight. Oh, yep. Bones, hey, talk, and Bones Island is quite available for trade right now. Yes, yeah, you want Bones? Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. not a Warriors kind of player there. Not a Warriors. Bones <laughs> Island and Jordan Poole. First the man. Warriors on the same team. That would be that Spider Man meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mullen was talking about that pregame. It's like he's a little bit like Jordan Fuller. There's a lot of dribbling going on. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he, oh, those are the guys who hurt the Warriors again. And, like it's those kind of players they don't like having on their team who hurt them the other way. But um, yeah, but I mean that team is veteran though, man. That team, yeah. that Denver team. But they've been, yeah, they've been together. Well, they you know had to wait a year to have them, you know Porter and and Murray back with these guys and and. They've got. They've made some good trades, and they've got yeah, KCP, Bruce Brown. Like they, they've got. Hey, know, they've got some dudes who know how to play. Yeah, they're playing the Kansas rookie though, and he's helping. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Brown. Brown. Yeah. Brown. Like an athlete. There's a guy who could help the Warriors, right? An athlete, athletic, six foot eight guy. You know, that's a Warriors kind of guy to fit this rotation. They just don't have that, uh, but. And they've got the best player in the league too. Okay, I mean that that kind of helps them too. 
for a lot. Plus 25 with Jokic, I think, minus 10 without him. Like, this is this is what the MVP is, or the two-time MVP, or possibly the three-time MVP. Um, and the Warriors' multiple MVP is having a little struggle right now. Doesn't mean it's going to last the whole season, but he's definitely struggling a bit and struggling with his shot selection and struggling with some of these passes that are going nowhere. And offensive fouls. He's getting picking these offensive fouls, MT. Have you seen it? And weak. That's weak, yeah. though. Like, I don't know. If I was Steve, I'd be <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah, he's being grabbed. <laughs> grabbed that was just like, 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 you, you, I don't know. Jokic is literally putting a hole in Kamali's chest. <laughs> I mean, just boom, arm, boom, and then gets a foul. Like, you can't be calling that on no little sticky. I don't, I just don't. Li- I don't like offensive fouls anyway. So, no, you're you got your fill of them this season, man. It's- yeah, it's just like how do you mitigate moving screens and all that stuff? Either say they're not, or they're all moving screens. But to me, it's just it's just, it's just weird. Like if, but if I was Steve, I'd be going, I'd be going absolutely nuts. Like like there was the the Wiseman foul. Like Steph got called for driving, bumping the fender, and shooting it. And they was like, "All right, he created the contact." And then Bruce Brown did the same thing on Wiseman. Same thing, back into him. Did the Trey Young go for the layup? Get the fouls. Like, just let him play. Stop calling all these touch fouls, man. Like, like just let him play. That that's that's my thing. I feel like that's where Steph is. Like, yo, let's just let's all play. But it's weird. Uh, and and like the carrying. It's just not I don't know what the ref. I don't know what the refs are doing this year. I just don't understand it really. They're clearly having too many sleepless nights these days. <laughs> the early season <laughs> carrying now. Well, the all season's been the, been the illegal screen. They're just set. yeah. They're they're just on it. Jokic does make good screens. I was watching him. He's he he yeah. he makes legal screens. Like he's really sitting there. I mean, it helps that he's a mountain. Yes, <laughs> but like his screens are very solid. Like Bogut. Like Bogut was an incredible screener. He's like. He, he's a huge person, but he's got quick enough feet where he can get in the correct position. And then he's just massive to get around. Jokic is even better at it because he's got way quicker feet than Boga. But Boga was an incredible screener, right? I mean, Steph will always say that. The Boga was ridiculously good screener. And would, would knock you around a little bit. Ask Iguodala how good a screener he was. Right, right yeah. Slater, how was the locker room, by the way? It was, how, it how did was it get the... back to 500 feel? Oh, man. And they're just... <laughs> dragged down by it. uh no i mean it was like they weren't they was much more distraught in minnesota this one they kind of knew what was coming um and they were happy to get home tonight you know they were i don't want to say rushing out of there but they did media in the locker room which is always a sign that they're just like trying to kind of speed up the process uh steph was measured in his comments talking about maintaining optimism on what they can be, but you can tell, I mean, a little bit of frustrations kind of bubbling up, chatted with Steph a little bit about the Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, flagrant, but I won't get too uh, deep into that conversation. Um, and yeah, Looney talked, he always kind of, you know, has a good perspective on stuff. Draymond was out of there quick. Uh, but you know, they're, they're saying the Draymond injury, this calf tightness, they don't believe it's it's going to be serious. Obviously, because of what happened last season, it's, it's a little alarming to hear. Um, but it it was, like I said, it wasn't like a, a beat-up, super-down locker room. It was in Minnesota, though. 
look, little quick turnaround for their next game, right? Just one, you fly back. Early Saturday off, night, five. Early game, yes. Prime time um, game. You got to deal with They're playing the Mavs, Luka. but Luka actually left the Mavericks game yep. tonight with a heel issue. So, Is uh, it the same foot as the ankle from the other game? I'm not really sure, I, you know, but I just know he left the game. Yep. Oh, so, you yeah. need Luka. That's, that might be what uh, Wiggins need. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again. yes, I think they play better when when it's like you know they got the better players the that don't line up. Again. Problem is they don't have the real Lucas Stopper Nemanja Bjelica. <laughs> is it Barchet? Where is he? Yeah, they just got to show film of this. Is how you stop Fenerbahce. He's in Fenerbahce. Three straight possessions. Look at look at that footwork. Look at look at the way he cuts off the angles. That's Bjelica style. I I know Slater's gonna call me an AAU coach, but something has happened. They've stopped being super aggressive on the perimeter. It's just like like uh, uh, I forgot who it was. Was it Dante? Might have been Wiggins. Like shot clocks running down. Jamal Murray's on the left wing. He's just jabbing, and it's like, all right, clock's down now. What do you think he's gonna do? The entire arena, everybody watching knows he's going for the step back three, and Wiggins just lets him get it off. Like <laughs> to me, they when they were you know doing well defensively. They were just taking away threes. Live with the inside, but man, once they once they start giving up threes, it's it's, it's well, a wrap. How many over helps tonight, TK? Yes, from- I know, I knew you were going to say that. I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yes. it's Jokic. I get it. He was killing them on those cuts, but like Jesus Christ, they're leaving guys wide open to. to- Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, you know, I can't even. They got good players. I'm not. I can't throw out a bad player that they helped on, but. You know, the three is actually the set, the, the, the well set three from Mike, from Michael Porter is actually more dangerous than anything at the basket. No and they, question. they were giving Heat it up. Set? Yeah, no question. Yeah. From the corner, that's 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 and a high true shooting. Do percentage. that, right? That's just what they do. They just lean in and they can't get back. And this happens over and over again. Again, you don't want to give up layups. I think they would have given up way more if they weren't doing that. I, I understand that, but. You kind of want to be sound enough that you don't have to do that in, in order to give up threes, and they are giving up threes. And Denver's just got a ton of shooters, and you know I just would maybe say let, let them try to score inside. That's what I would say, man. Shooters are so they good. did that in the playoffs. Jokic, go get forty, go get fifty. Yep, exactly. Let's they had, again. They had Draymond to do it, and Draymond is so good at it. But uh, this was, and they didn't have Michael Porter, and they didn't have Jamal Murray either. Jamal Murray's a really good player, by the way. God, it's, he's such a good player. He just he's just bounces off of people. He extends. He can he can hit from all three levels. He hit the three. He can hit the mid range. He can work his way to the rim. I just, I've always liked watching him, and it's good to have him back. I just he's a he was fun one player. of like the top ten, top twelve players in the league in the yes. bubble. Yes, yes. Oh, he was killing in the bubble. Yep, he just, was unbelievable in the bubble. He just can figure out ways to score, and I like those kind of guys. He's a tough-minded guy who can figure out ways to score, and you know, in this league, when they're going to take away one thing, then you got to have two, uh, two other things in order to score. Steph has figured that out, and, and it's so let me ask you guys then, because you know, I've spent much of this season not believing in the Warriors, but also not believing in any of their competition in the West. Are you guys becoming believers that the Nuggets are the favorites in the West, and they'll be? You know, and, and like you know, too difficult for the Warriors to take down if they're if they're. I think they're favorites, but I definitely think they're they're beatable. Definitely think they're beatable. Uh, I just think they have places to attack. 
in a in a in a in a playoff setting, they can be attacked. And I don't know who I feel like the Warriors have places to attack, but some of these other teams also have places. It just if they get a bad run, I could just see them going down. Like you can pull out Jokic every time in the pick and roll. You can pull him out every single time, and you're going to get a productive play from it. Here's the, like, do you think the Nuggets would want to see the Warriors? I don't think they want. I don't think they. they no, I, I don't think they hate that, especially if it's in the first round. Yeah, I, I think they can beat the Warriors, but I think they could also lose. I just say this: yep. I, they definitely don't want to see the Warriors. Pretty much nobody does. But yep. I, I'm taking them more serious. You know, I'm just, like I'm starting to see man this Bruce. You know, the Bruce Brown KCP additions really do make a lot of sense. Murray is looking like you know he's gaining more traction in his comeback. Like I was skeptical of them. A month ago, two months ago, I'm just becoming less skeptical of them. That's I agree with that. They're the best team in the West. They, they are the best team. They deserve to be the best team. Because all these other teams are just falling away. Memphis is 1-7 in, in their last eight. Yeah. New Orleans has lost 10 in a row. Yeah. I had to look at how in the world is New Orleans, like, right there with the Warriors. They're just like, how is that possible? I mean, they lost Zion, who was playing really well, you know. I mean, there's, reasons, there's reasons for everything. But yeah. – Ten in a row should not happen. This but like, not- if they get healthy and they play Denver in a series, who you got in that series? Denver. Yeah, I got Denver, but it's yeah. I mean, I love. I've said I love New Orleans' talent. It's just it's shocking to see them at five hundred right now. It's just shocking as good as much talent they got. Even if they're losing guys, they got McCollum. I mean, they got guys on that. Yeah, team. I mean, you lose your two best players though, like you. Ingram yeah, Brandon Ingram back. just came back like two yeah. days ago, and, like, and those guys are likely to get hurt again. Like they're just—that's the problem. Yeah, but healthy. I mean, this Zion didn't even play in a playoff last year. Yeah. That, no, so. I, I like Norris' talent. I'm just saying they have lost ten in a row, and this is not a good time to be having lost ten in a row. But that's why I think Denver has separated. But but that's what I'm saying. Like they might lose ten in a row. They go on the three, and that they might get healthy and be the. The eight seed, <laughs> and that's Denver's problem, right? The Warriors might be the eight seed, yep. and they got to go through the Warriors, and then through, you know, like th- that's the difficulty with Denver because of these teams are struggling. They might get actually a really good team, Phoenix with a healthy Devin Booker, right? Like, like if those teams don't beat them, they they gonna make them. It's a tough out, and which hurts them in the next series. So who's like the you know, we're going to sleep you in the first round of rest team. Like, who's that team Denver's going to get? I don't know if that team exists, which to me will hurt Denver's chances because they just got a tough – like like the Warriors had Denver last year. Well, then like, you that can helps. Say everybody has that in the West. Yeah, yeah. no, That's what I'm saying. They're the best team in the West, but they're beatable in the sense like normally the best team in the West – you more you'd be more shocked if they lost. You're the walking first round. through round. Yeah, it was like all right, round one. All right, cool. I mean, like the Warriors last year, they could, they could have swept them. They won in five, right? Like that's that's what you expect in the first round. But because of the situation, Denver might actually get a really good team in the first round. In the second round, they might get Sacramento, right? You know, like. They could have wow, a really good Wow, the, the beam like, team in round two. Uh, <laughs> I got the beam. I told you they're going to be the three seed, man, three or four seed. I told you they're going to get a first-round series. Though. Look at his Kings playoff travel like, right now. He's like, whoa. That's, you got Marcus got De'Aaron be- Fox is about to be motivated by his all-star snub. <laughs> you should have been asking 
about that in the locker room. Howie, but dear Von Snob and the All Star. I got a I got a full takeout piece coming tomorrow. <laughs> By the way, one thing we haven't talked about, TK, we talked about this for years. Is there a second half turn up to Steph post All Star turn up? I mean, you know, I, historically we've seen it. I think maybe, but I don't think like we've seen. It. I don't think the same level. What do you think? I, I mean, he could, he's going to play better. But I don't think well, last year it was because he he couldn't shoot the ball, <laughs> right? So then he said to shoot forty two percent from three. We're like, oh my god, look at Steph. <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's literally I, what it was, though, right? Yeah, it was like he shot thirty nine on the season. It was unbelievable. But yeah, I think he'll play better. I don't know. It's going to be you know thirty seven a game. You know, Steph shooting fifty percent three kind of thing. But maybe. I mean, he's done it not too long ago. I don't know. You think it's going to be a, a major Steph turn-up, or is it going to be just a little bit better? Yeah, that's the part. I don't know. He's playing. I mean, he he obviously missed that stretch, but he's playing a lot of minutes. Remember Slater when we were killing Steve Kerr for for not playing Steph 38 minutes? <laughs> Like they just go with that game. is that is actually the origin of the <laughs> chasing wins quote because I they he played him thirty six instead of thirty eight during that that uh, thirty nine and thirty three play in season in San Antonio in a loss and I asked him if he should have played him two more minutes and he said we're not chasing wins I didn't realize you were the genesis of that wow you should get credit yeah you should get credit for yeah. that so so yes I remember. Questioning him on that, Marcus, because yeah, they, he he almost burned down the fan base with that one. Uh, he, he partially did, partially did. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think they can play Steph. This for sure, they can't burn him out. They can't, and they know it. And Steph knows it. You just can't run him out there and expect to get him at full strength at the end of the season. It's not going to happen. We're seeing it now, and this is after missing 15 games you know, and, and fighting an injury. So I'm not saying he's had it off and he was in a jacuzzi the whole time, but. Um, it's not going to bounce back the same, you know. To get through four rounds, um, now they need a they need fresh Steph, they need fresh Raymond, they need Clay fresh. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that they can do that. That's the I think that's the equation we're looking at. Can they get to the end of the season without just going, cr- you know, grinding every single game till the end? And, and it does not look like they can to me. It just looks like they're going unless they go on some seven Draymond game too, win- by the way. Yeah. I think they're going to be grinding in order to get the seventh seed, right, or the sixth seed. They're not going to be sitting there at three, and we could oh, we got a three game, you know, cushion, so we could kick kick away two games here. I just don't see it unless there's some run coming, uh, you know, pretty quickly. Again, we're 30 games left. This is going to happen. We're going to get to the All Star game, and it's basically going to be the stretch run. And I don't know. It's going to be grinding. You, you know, know what and, really, really, really helped them last March and April. Jordan Poole went ballistic. He had yep. eight, I think he hit 86 threes in March and April combined. He turned into like Damian Lillard, essentially, offensively. Um, they could use that. Wild step without. Yeah, wild you know? step without. Yeah, wild yeah step they without. need something that like that. Yeah. yeah. Or Wiggins. They need Wiggins to look like, you know, he yep. can carry Early the team season for a Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. And I don't know that we're right. seeing that. You know, I, we'll see, but. It's getting late. You know, it's getting late. You know, for that that sort of thing has got to happen pretty soon, or else it's not going to happen at all. You know, listen, they could grind it to the sixth seed and 
win a first round series and maybe win a second round series and whatever. I mean, you never count them out, but the way this was built was for them not to have to grind so that they have fresh legs or as fresh legs as possible going to the playoffs. And I don't see that happening. And, you know, then we'll see what they got. We'll, we'll see how much gas they got left in the tank. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. I don't think any team in the West wants to play them. Uh, there's one team in the East, I think, that wants to play them. But I just don't see. Do I they? I don't think they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'll say they want it. I mean, you know, they, may, they may not in their heart of hearts. But I, I think the Celtics I, do want to see. I assume you're talking about Boston. And I. Yeah, I don't think Boston would mind the Nuggets wobbling out of the West. Oh, <laughs> come right on. You want to get that first title, TK. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine losing twice to the Warriors? That, there we go. That, that, that would be good for the basketball podcast, as Daryl Morey has pointed out, are very dominated by Boston uh, Celtics fans. So, uh, But, okay, I get your point. I'm just saying. That's the one team that has a history with the Warriors and might want to see them. But I, nobody in the West wants to see the Warriors. Memphis, it's just be Memphis, like, Memphis does. Is it advisable? Memphis wants to see do? the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I Memphis know. definitely wants to see the Warriors. No. <laughs> I think that I, I think they're just brash enough to want it, even though it would be Those, they're all not the ideal matchup. Yeah. I mean, Dylan Brooks is kind of capable of saying anything. But, uh, and in that scrum, you see Taylor Jenkins looks like he want he want to fight. By the way, he's he gets aggressive out there. Uh, but <laughs> I don't even want to get. Are into you watching this right now, on TNT? Are no. you watching it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like as you were saying that, it was on TNT, and I'm like, yo, he that's that is Taylor Jenkins. I was like, who's this dude causing problems? Was like yeah. going after somebody. Like, who's he? His guy hits the other guy in the nutsack, and he's out there being aggressive. Obviously, he didn't. Maybe he didn't see it. Who knows? But. It, he was very – he's a big dude. Like, we all were around him for the playoffs. He's a big dude, that guy. So, when he's aggressive, you kind of notice it. So all right. We're, we're, not- we're getting a little wild late night on the Warriors <laughs> Plus Minus podcast. We should probably wrap it. Um, we What do you want to do? Like, a uh, trade deadline preview next week, or should we wait till the deadline's passed? And then we should just wait for the Matisse Tybal press conference. <laughs> wow. Is that a he's, prediction? He's – what is it, Thursday? Is it Thursday? I can't even remember. <laughs> the missing piece is, is incapable of regularly cracking Doc Rivers' rotation. <laughs> they should they should do that. They should have a press conference for a player to be named later. And then we find out who it is when we get there. On Thursday? Yeah. And, yeah. I, I would say let's do it after. That's what I, I'm saying. It. Let's do it after. All right. Sounds good. You guys keep telling me it's not going to be a trade, so. Uh, I, I'm going to believe you. I don't think there'll be a splash one, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? All right, everybody. Uh, you heard planning. You heard the scheduling right alive on, on the podcast. So. All right. We will talk to you all at some point next week.